0: Welcome to the Parts Room Podcast, presented by Exodus 4x4. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Parts Room Podcast, presented by Exodus 4x4. As always, I'm your host, Bubba, the owner of Exodus 4x4. Mr. Ryan Anderson, the offspring of the lovely and and talented Cheryl Anderson. (laughs) And Mr. Tony Payne coming to us from Jinx, Oklahoma, who also has the Trail Cartel YouTube channel. Among other things...
1: very stagnant right now
0: (laughs) everything is man Uh everything's stagnant so
1: i left my give a shit in the bottom of paladura so i'm gonna go pick it up in
0: september oh man before i forget we want to say congratulations to ryan Uh uh-oh yeah ryan my wife went to the cigar shop this morning cool congratulations ryan is a grandfather now what yeah right my oldest. She had her baby over Papa the weekend. Anderson. Thank you.
2: Appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you. She got what are you going to go by? Like we were
0: going to smoke this.
2: Uh, Well, uh, she named him Ryan, so I'm going to be big. I, I'm too young to be grandpa, you know? I just can't. Oh, well,
1: it is. I went with granddad, man. It's I just happening. straight up went with granddad.
2: Yeah. I just don't know what. You want to know what it, know. it is? I just hit 40. You know, I'm not... Poppy. Not ready for you. You're poppy oh you are a poppy. <laughs> well
1: peepaw.
2: yeah i don't know we've been going back and forth uh, there were several names that were turned down that i chose but uh you know
1: it is your name you get to choose it <laughs>
2: uh, well not if my wife disagrees with what it sounds like or if a child shouldn't be saying it <laughs> oh those names. <laughs> yeah those names so yeah anyway but thank you appreciate it
0: thank you I don't know. I'm not a cigar smoker. I just I think you hold it like this.
2: Yeah. You have to say, "I love it when a plan comes together."
0: Uh-huh. the A Team. Just in case, it just it n- that never together. happens though. Well, the plan I mean, never it did together. on
2: every single show. Yeah, are you supposed of, like, to like dip A-team. it in bourbon or something? Not this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> dip it in bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> this guy knows how to party.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just soak it in bourbon and then throw it away and drink the bourbon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ring it out above <laughs> your mouth.
0: Yeah, I'm not a cigar guy, but uh, Bethany stopped on the way here and picked up cigars. I don't think if she I knows mean, anything what? about cigars. So if I don't know anything about cigars, and my wife sure as shit don't know anything about cigars. I don't either. And if she does, I don't know. But thank you. Yeah, Appreciate you're welcome. It. Congratulations, Ryan, on becoming a grandfather. Thank you. Thank you. If if that is, in fact, what you want
2: yeah, well, I just can't wait for him to get old enough so we can start doing stuff together, you know? Get him in the Jeep with me and stuff like that.
0: Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Tony. Yo. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You ready? You ready for I the thing?
1: I'm ready for the podcast. I'm ready for Moab. Easter
0: Jeep Safari? Yeah. And Broncos? <laughs> Why not? <Yeah. laughs> what are
1: they calling Why? it? Um,
0: how do you troll... The Jeep community, show up at a as much as you can at one time, you show up at Easter Jeep Safari in a Bronco. Yeah. Uh, or two. Or two of them. Or but, two of them, yeah. Nah, we yeah, but, won't be the only ones there.
1: And we won't be participating in the EJS runs,
0: so. Right.
1: Yeah. So.
0: There's uh okay. what is it, what are they calling it, the 4x4
1: Safari or the off-road Safari, the uh, Bronco Nation's putting on there something. They're calling it something else that just happens at the last half of EJS. I don't know. I won't be going to that either, but...
0: Oh, okay. I don't know what we're going to do to EJS, but we're going to do something. and
1: We're going to have a good time.
0: Yep. All right. Today, we're going to talk about long arms. We had a lot of people hit me up in comments, DMs, talking about long arm kits. And what's... The, I don't know if they want to know what the best long arm kit, or they just want to know when and why would you do a long arm kit. So... When we talked about what we were going to talk about this week, this is what Tony, Tony and I concluded and Tony's come up with a nice list of questions. So, and we have some actual facts. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> it's all, it's all off the internet. So that's right.
1: If Clayton's site is accurate, we've got accurate information. So.
0: Well, I trust Clayton a lot. I do too. So, all right. So. I guess the best way Roland, is just start with the questions and um, you want to, you want to read the questions, Mr. Payne? Up. Yeah.
1: Okay. I get, I get asked this all the time. Because Actually,
0: first... let, let's have Ryan ask the questions. You ask the question. You read the question, Ryan. Okay. I can do that. I can do that. All I right. mean, it's something besides breathing because even then I have to throw something now and then to trigger that out of it. <laughs>
2: All right, so the first one here, uh, long arms versus short arms, what is the difference? I feel like that's
0: a that's some low-hanging fruit right there, isn't it? Yeah, well, it I mean the obvious. It is the obvious. It is, except for
1: I do get asked that quite a bit because yeah. most, people don't, most people don't realize you're going to cut brackets off and you're going to move the mounting point, so they're trying to figure out yep. in the non-invasive way what they mean, and it is very invasive.
0: So let's start off with uh, long arm versus short arm. Obviously it's, it's a longer control arm and it uh, the intention is to correct the geometry of the suspension when you, as you raise the vehicle up. So it doesn't always necessarily mean that you will achieve more articulation or that you will, uh, gain more travel, I guess you should say more travel. Cause I think you gain more articulation, but I don't, doesn't always necessarily mean that you gain more travel. That's often the case is that your tra- travel is determined by your shock length and spring length, but you could take the same suspension, the same Springs and the same shocks. And change out the the control arm setup to a long arm suspension, and it'll ride better. So I, you know, standing at the counter talking to a customer, I've always used kind of like your your arm is control arm reference. Well, control arm reference, but you know, as as a way to describe it. So this would be short arms or factory length arms, and then this would be your long arm kit right i can't give out specifics about what length of you know aftermarket setups do this or that you know or as far as length goes uh versus stock but i would say you're t- typically going to probably add about 10 inches of control mm-hmm. arm length and somewhere around there uh, I, again i don't know exactly I, what it I is
1: look that up you're right you're dead on it's, um evo versus anything stock on a on a jl is over 10 inches
0: yeah right. there you go so, look at me yeah.
2: Good yeah, not. Nothing but facts, like we
0: promised. Nothing but facts. <laughs> <laughs> Until they we are. Always, and then we. Yeah, we can always roll it back tomorrow. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, we, what we do I is we make day. one podcast and then we make another one the next day where we go in and, and we fact check ourselves. Leaving
2: <laughs> our clothes here so, so it seems it's the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. change your shirt out.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now people are running it, Was what I just heard the first take or the second take? <laughs> You'll never know. Never know. Nah, never. It's, it's usually always raw, as you can probably tell by all our other stupidity. So installation difficulties, pro versus shade tree. Now this is a very, very good time to bring this up because we were just talking about this at the, right before we started uh, recording. And so we're a professional shop uh that does professional installations along arms and then you guys got it out there that will sell parts to and they'll do the installs or we'll sell them to a customer and he has his buddy do the install um this is a, a classic example we took the body off a while ago this is a, a JT that I sold all the parts to 100 sold the parts to and now it's here at my shop for the installation of the v8 and we take the body off, we take the drivetrain out, and now we're getting a good look at, up the skirt of this vehicle and how the guy did the install. And for all intents and purposes, when we first saw this Jeep, we we're like, "Man, this guy did a really good job." You know, the Jeep is really clean. Um, I think the owner of the Jeep is super particular about it, and he did a really good job on the stuff that he installed. But then we look at the upper control arm mount, or no, I'm sorry, the control arm mounts for the long arm kit were never welded in properly. And then a bunch of other stuff that was done as far that you couldn't see, had you otherwise taken the body off, none of that stuff was done uh, as cleanly as it should have been done. It, it should, even if we did those installs without taking the body off, we we're very particular about that stuff. So this guy isn't necessarily shade tree, he has his own shop at his house and supposedly he's very credible and blah, blah, blah. And you know, not to knock the guy, I mean, f- for the most part, he, he seems to understand everything pretty well, but it wasn't done correctly. Those control arm mounts should have been welded in and had he gone very far in that vehicle and done some actual real intense, um, off-roading with that thing, those control arm, those controller mounts wouldn't have held up. So I think certain kits are okay for the shade tree guy to install. And then, but there needs to be that that there's a line that you don't cross, and I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit more. Which ones, you know, brands in particular, should be done, no doubt, hands down, should be done by a shop. And then there's some that absolutely you could do in your driveway or you know whatever. Have your buddies help you. But yeah, in this case, the, is with not one of those kits.
1: Just to ask. Yeah, he did the he did the Evo double throwdown. High clearance long arms without pulling the body
0: off. Uh, correct. Yeah, which is fine. You can do it, but you got it. Just it's it's obviously beneficial in the long run to if you have the means to take the body off. Yeah, uh, even taking the engine out. Um, at that point, it's not much more work to take the the engine transmission out at that point. But to really get a good install done, I'm not saying that's how we do them all. It just uh, even if we we're doing just a long arm install or double throw down install on that it, it would have done it would have been done better than that guy and it comes with the experience of doing this stuff you know it's it's I know that guy never saw this kit before he doesn't understand these certain points should be welded in 100 percent and you know you get what you get if you're doing a bolt-on kit though it, that doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't be done by a professional but if you're a super competent person then you more than likely can do a bolt-in install fairly easily without worrying about screwing it up too much now the welding stuff you know there's guys out there that may not have a uh, you know shop they may not be professional suspension technicians or whatever but they're extremely capable and smart guys that totally could do this and you know a full welding kit themselves I'm not saying that it can't be done, but it helps to have a lot of experience doing the same kits repeatedly. And I think that's where this guy's, uh, you know, he fell short. Why can a short arm ride really bad? Tony? Yeah. Why? Why can Uh, a short arm ride really bad?
1: Well, I think if if you get enough lift on it, um, when you hit a bump or you go over something, rather than the wheel traveling completely upward, it's going to be driven back into the frame. That control arm is going to have movement into the frame instead of into the shock or the mm-hmm. spring. So you know, I don't know if anybody can see me, but if it's like this, um, you know, it's going to get driven into the frame as the wheel comes up. So your center, your momentum center is off. But if you can keep it as flat as possible, you're in the middle of that arc and that's going to allow it to ride smooth. And it's going to let your shock and your springs do all the work. Yeah, and I think that's, the, you know, people will be like, why did you go long arms? rooster we've had over five inches of lift or right at five inches of lift i mean if i'd have done short arms it would have just been like you know yeah it been tapping into the dirt so that's why i think that they ride terrible
0: so i think that that's something we need to address is like at what point do you go long arm versus short arm it's right. a good time good time to bring that up is uh it d- really depends on the platform they're all different uh the tjs if you were going to run anything i think over a 35 inch tire probably are looking for a lot of lift on that in almost immediately I would say somewhere around the four and a half inch three and you know four and a half inch range you really need to start looking at doing a long arm kit they just had super short arms on the TJ's period so you can get away with it you know you run three and a half four and a half inches of lift but it's going to ride like dog shit it'll beat you up yeah it'll beat you up man yeah so a TJ, you know, you're going to get to a long arm kit really quick, I think, to do it properly. To run a lot of tire and a lot of lift on it, man. Uh, relatively speaking, you're going to come at it a lot faster than you did in, in a JK. JKs had longer control arms and right. better geometry out the gate. So on a JK, I think looking at around four inches of lift, three and a half to four inches of lift, you probably ought to be considering the long arm kit it's uh ryan you still doesn't have a long-arm kit i no, still it, haven't done a long-arm kit you know. got bolting coilovers ud60s hemi he's got a really nice well-built jeep but no long arm kit doesn't mean that you have to have a long-arm kit uh no, i do want one though but you do want one yeah. so and it, we'll get you there yeah. but how much lift do you have ryan what's that i easy, are- easily run at four and a half inches yeah probably lift. about four and a half yeah easily on a on a bolt-on coilover kit so that to me is the absolute limit on short arms. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The four inch. If you're not doing anything over four inch, you're 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 cheating yourself out of a good ride. So, mm-hmm. and I know it costs money, but I mean, nah, I don't want to get into that topic.
1: Yeah, let's, let's, we'll save that again. <laughs> for, we'll save
0: that for another day. Yeah. So on the JL and JT, I think you gain a little bit more room to grow. Yep. You know Almost the what? Like inch and a half almost two inches yeah, it's longer it's
2: two inches longer
0: yeah yeah there you go oh, the, the two inch so the jl jt front control arms are almost two inches longer than the jk stock control arms yep. yes so immediately you're already gaining a little bit more room for for you know growth like i said even the four and a half inch kits i don't think ride bad uh with stock control arm well stock control arm mounts on the frame you know i mean obviously Anything over two and a half, we like to go to an adjustable control arm on these guys, even at the two and a half. So there will be a point where in your, in your build, as you, as you're progressing through different heights of lift, you're going to want to go from a stock fixed arm to an adjustable control arm. And then eventually you'll want it to, to get into the, long, uh, long arm kit. So, that's
1: um, what expected, right. I mean, that's to get the caster back around four and a half, five, everything. So- that way you can. It's not so flighty. People yeah. have the if they've got four inches of lift and stock control arms and and their steering wheel's real flighty. That's what you're experiencing It's a lack of
0: caster. So yeah, Jails and JTs like like the caster. You know, they they, do. Like, they like a lot of caster. So and they drive because they drive like they drive like shit. You know.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly, I ran mine my JK with four and I mean sorry five and a half almost six. Yeah. Just to make the steering wheel heavy and return to center.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah Weird drop thing. brackets this is a good one uh drop brackets versus going long arm it's a thing if you're um if you're not going rock crawling absolutely you can cheat it a little while by, by doing drop brackets even before going to uh adjustable control arms you can do drop brackets I don't recommend cam bolts on the axle end of it that's never something I recommend doing but drop brackets there's nothing wrong with drop brackets it does help a lot in fact uh out of personal experience in the new newer platforms jt when we did the first lift we didn't quite know what we could do for long arms on it so we did the uh what they were calling at the time was the overland package i think uh evo's kit and we put the drop brackets in and we were able to run coil overs on it for a while and then ultimately we did go long arm And the benefit of there, I will note that, uh, I may reiterate this later on the podcast, but to achieve all the travel of the JL and JT Evo bolt-on coilovers, you actually need to have the long-arm kit. So in that regard, it does give you more travel. Now, I will say, out of personal experience, doing the drop brackets, coilovers in the UD-60s, I guess there was just enough weight to get all the travel out of those control arms um typically it wouldn't have done it i think on stock stock axle but it was able to get all the travel and then we went to long arm and it just rode better so drop brackets are not the devil totally will work um they they help with some correction in geometry but not all of it so you know it, it, it does matter the control arm leak does matter when it comes to right quality so and I know
2: there's some kits out there actually that come with uh for their long arm kits comes with a rear drop bracket instead
0: of yeah. long arms in the rear yes or both yeah so you know there's some some great long arm kits out there that people can get that are not entirely Oh, we'll recap we'll we'll save that for what would we do for each platform right yeah. Now, number six tony's questions the jt rear control arm issue should it be addressed and how do you address it yes it absolutely should be addressed now this isn't necessarily i don't know what it is so yeah that, to yeah I'm gonna, ex, I'm gonna explain it but first let me start by saying that it's not necessarily a, con- a long arm issue as much as it is just a, a geometry issue that was that was built by the factory. And it was an inherent issue that a lot of JTs, even after they've been lifted and everything, still experiences. So what we're talking about on the JT, the rear control arm issue is, it's really the rear geometry issue, is as the axle is traveling down, the pinion has a tendency, and this is all about control arm length. This is where control arm length is important. The rear pinion angle uh, almost does not change. It stays static. So even as the axle is going down, What you want your pinion to do is actually rotate up as the axle is going down. You want to, you want to keep it pointed at the center of gravity or as best you can. In this case, we want to keep our driveline angle relative to the pinion yoke within one degree plus or minus. All right. And that, that goes for a lot of things when, and really that's that's set up at right height, when you're doing driveshaft installs, stuff like that. You always want to make sure that your, your driveline angle is plus or minus one degree. Uh, relative to the pinion yoke itself, so in this case, the JT as it travels down, the pinion yoke would stay pretty flat, and then you get a lot of angle at your at your your drive line, right? So it's like, ugh. and it was crazy; it's going to tear up drive shafts. It just didn't articulate very well. How do you address it? Well, we've addressed it by cutting the brackets off, the upper control arm brackets off uh, on a coilover. It's extremely easy to do this because then when, what we did was you fabricated some really nice mounts upper control arm mounts that we then welded integrated into the previously used spring perch uh, on top of the axle then we built new control arms that were a little bit longer and that 100 percent corrected the issue it was just man it articulated very well pinion rolled the whole time it stayed it pointed back up is just very good, um, takes a lot of stress off the drive shaft and driveline vibration, stuff like that that you would experience as, as your drive. I know that some guys out there are doing this themselves. And in fact, I'll give credit to the guy that we were talking about earlier that didn't do a very good job of putting this double throwdown kit. Well, one of the things that he did was this and uh, did a pretty good job. Uh, it seems to worked. Um, the one that we did was a lot cleaner, and more way prettier and more professionally done, but overall for all intents and purposes, it worked. Now, for the everyday guy out there, if there's some good news. Evo Manufacturing, as far as I know, and there may be some others out there that are doing this, I don't know, but Evo Manufacturing has created a bracket that, that will start including, I think, in their coilover, rear coilover kits for the Gladiator to correct this and mitigate that, uh, that pinion problem. Evo should have that bracket available for all the builds uh, in the near future, and it won't go on top of the spring perch. I believe it will bolt into the existing upper control arm uh, mount it'll go up and, and it'll stay in front of the spring so i think this will be something that people can just buy off the shelf from evo and take on and put in and i believe the control arm is still the one that's in that they've already bought for their kit will still work in this mount so now i can't speak to rock crawlers pro x kit that mounts you know the tra- the triangula- triangulation kit that um you know that trust that bolts in to the axle and then your control arms go in and it triangulates get rid of the stock uh the rear uh, track bar I don't know if that kit itself does the same thing. I've never really paid attention to it. I don't think it quite corrects it the same way as uh, as what we're talking about. But I, I may be wrong. But I know for a fact that that will fix it. Now, long-arm kits for the back of the Gladiator. I haven't seen one yet, unfortunately. Uh, but I do know that Evos has something in the works. They've done something in the past. It wasn't really mass-produced and made available uh, to everybody, but according to them, uh, in the conversation I had the other day, there will be a long arm kit coming from Evo, allegedly, for the JT in the in the in the future. So they're in the works. I is believe after be I believe after East, Easter Jeep Safari, they're going to be working on it some more. So no. what were you going to say? So, is it going to be a trailing arm, or is it going to be
1: traditional um, long arm?
0: I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do it. He just said that he was working on it. That something should be coming. So, since it was brought up, uh, maybe yes. the trailing
2: arm thing. You want to bring in the um, exactly that is for everybody.
0: What a trailing arm versus a control arm? Right. Yeah. Traditionally, tra- trailing arm in this in this regard would be where the shocks mount to the actual lower control arm. Uh, could be a single shock, could be a dual shock setup. Either way, but it's a lot like you would find on um, a lot of high speed desert racing type setups where you're going to have a dual shock setup it's always almost always the shocks are integrated into the lower control arm and that what's the purpose well you can achieve a lot more uh wheel travel on the rear by placing the shocks more forward and actually bolting them directly to the control arm so you can get a you think about arc length arc length here versus arc length here so the same length shock when put here will result in a longer travel here than it would if you mounted the shock at the axle like we're, we're used to so by moving him more forward uh position doesn't take much either man that that math can um can add up real quick so i think i want to say that the trailing arm kit the evo built for the gladiator that yielded like 20 inches of wheel travel in the rear something insane yeah the only way to get there is if you move the shocks up forward and you mount them to something closer and that's what they did so um, unfortunately you know, a lot of people all you know wheels are turning in their head I'm like well that's what i want well in order to get that especially on a like a wrangler well you'd have to uh you'd have to cut the tub you have to do some fabrication and a lot of custom work so it's and we know that
1: why because <laughs> we almost did it through
0: <laughs> because we haven't done it yet to, yeah. to any of these really nice expensive platforms but
1: it's Lose the back seat
0: <laughs> i mean it's something that we'll probably do on uh my jk okay. yeah jk going for it well, i don't know we'll see guinea pig guinea pig, guinea pig. yeah there you go. does it pay to only add long arms to the front of the jt simple answer yes because anything you do is going to help your you know any long arm kit is going to ride better well when you're when you're riding high you know, three and a half four and a half inches especially four and a half inches or higher than adding the arm kit um that you would buy and use for the jl it's uh same thing for the front of the jt it should work the only thing that's going to stop you there is your engine choices so if you got a you got a, a diesel gladiator then there's specific kits to that so you got to be careful when you're ordering them and we do a lot of those where we just install the front long arm kit only to the gladiator it works really well i guess if we're going to talk about well, let's talk about what's available out there. Now I'm not going to bring up a ton of a ton of kits. I'm going to bring up what I think is, is what I'm familiar with, what I like. I'm going to talk about Evo's uh, high clearance, long arm kit, whether you're buying it for the JK, the JL, or JT. I don't care. I think that Evo's high clearance, long arm kit is for a kit that you can buy. Let's call it an off the shelf part because what it is, I don't think the install for that is necessarily an off the shelf, you know, like I said before, I don't think this is a shade tree kit. I think this is something that you know people that are familiar with this kit should be the ones installing it. But I think the Evo high clearance longer kit is the hands down the best. Now, what makes it a high clearance kit? They move the control arm brackets from the bottom of the frame up to the side, so the front lower control arms now on the on the side of the frame instead of underneath it. Why is that important? Well, you don't always have to do that, but if you're a guy that likes to rock crawl, is Wrangler or whatever else you got, then those controller mounts being underneath the frame are going to be your limiting factor, I guess, when you go, you're probably going to uh, high center on those. Yeah. So getting, getting, getting those, uh, controller mounting positions tucked up in there as, as much as you can above the frame is going to help you with your, you know, your, obviously your ground clearance. So that's why I call it a high clearance. Other kits that are out there. I'm not a fan of three link kits as much as I thought I was at one point, but, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's some brands out there that use uh, three link mounts and I'm not, I just, I don't like the way they look. just bottom line. I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way those kits look. I'm not saying that those brands are necessarily bad brands. I just don't like the way it looks. Um, I think, I don't think you're going to gain more than what you risk by going with a three link kit. I mean, sometimes there's just no way around it. You have to do that. And i've been there but i don't think that i don't think that the risk out out, outweighs the reward in that case so you know as seen when when a upper link mount lets go and you only have one of them it it can ruin the entire day and luckily when it happened to me I, i had a great group of people around me that pitched in and got me back on on my wheels and and rolling down the road within minutes Really? You know, but that's not always going to be the case, man. And it could happen at a really, really bad time. When it happened to me, fortunately, we weren't going very fast when it happened. Uh, but I was on the highway. I wasn't on the trail when it broke. It broke on the trail. I don't think it let go until afterwards. Um, and that's often the case with a lot of breaks. On the JK, what would Bubba do on a JK? I think I covered that. I mean, I think Evo, Evo whether it's a JL, JT, JK, whatever. I think the Evo high clearance kit is, is the way to go. Um, yeah. At four
1: inches on both of
0: them, right? Yeah, I think you get to it a little bit faster. Like I said, anything over three and a half, I think the long arm uh, kit becomes more appreciated than the short arm kit does. And and then I think on the JL and JT, I think the four and a half, you start to really desire a long arm kit. Kind of talked about all the all the different, you know, reasons why or you wouldn't do a long arm. Uh, reasons why, and let's talk about why you wouldn't do it. Right, like, why wouldn't you do a long arm kit, Tony?
1: I mean, I, I don't think I can weld well enough to put one in for one, but four inch lift on a JT or a uh, JL is a pretty, pretty big rig. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like low. Even if I'm running forties, I like a low, yeah, lower vehicle. But I don't think I. The, the idea of running five inches of lift or six and a half just seems absurd to me. So
0: yeah, it's I would un- never. It becomes uncomfortable. Yeah, if I'm it- going to do it,
1: I consider myself shade tree, right? Yeah. So if I'm it in the garage on my floor, um, it's probably not an option to do a long arm. I'm gonna have to bring it down to you um, and right. have it done that
0: long arm. So, there's nothing wrong spacer. with coming to me, yeah, for some help. That's
1: going ahead. We just did a spacer on that, um, JT, just in the spirit of the last podcast that we did on or a couple of podcasts ago when we did the um, budget lift yep. and spacer lift, and um, just the, the rear control arm we took uh, angle readings on it before we lifted it. And it was setting at zero and then it was setting a little over four inches of angle just with two inches of lift on it so mm-hmm. you can imagine that's exponential so you know you add four and a half five six you could end up with over 10 degrees of angle on your um, control arms that's substantial enough
0: yeah so. Ryan, is there a reason why you wouldn't do other than financial. I mean, that's an obvious one. It, it, it You know, let's talk about that for a second. What, what are some of the setbacks of that? And I guess one of the reasons would be cost, obviously. Uh, when you start diving into, for instance, the Evo high clearance kit like we talked about. I mean, that's a full welding kit. So, you're going to go in and you're going to remove the gas tank. You're going to cut the brackets out, including the lower control arm brackets on the rear uh, axle. You're going to cut them off. And you're going to weld in new brackets on the bottom. You know, the lower control arm mounts on the axle. You know, weld in all new mounts, you know, take some time to dial it in and get it adjusted. That equates to a lot of time talking about just a control arm kit by itself. Parts alone, probably going to be running close to three grand nowadays. And then the labor itself, probably going to run you close to three grand. I would say easily, you know, you're going to be sitting around the six to $7,000 range for a really well built and a uh, professionally installed, just the long arm kits themselves that's not including the shocks and all that other stuff if you're doing a complete suspension you're just doing long arms so that's a that's a big financial decision to make you know what's right quality work to you yeah. well right i, I think and that was
2: what. my main decision behind it other than that the reasons not to do it is uh, what, if you're a diy or trying to do something like that confidence yeah I, I think everybody needs to realize that their own be honest with themselves yeah, your their own skill level a man has got to know his
0: limitations you know he's
2: just got to <laughs> know yeah know when to say hey look i gotta have a professional do this you know yes.
0: yeah you're, you're right knowing your limitations a lot of guys out there may not be confident enough to do that install themselves uh money is always going to be a deciding factor no matter what i don't care who you are it should be so you should be looking at this and going, is it really worth it to spend this much money? Well, I mean, and, and this is my thing for those guys that are wanting to do long arm kids. Do you daily drive it? Well, if you daily drive it and you're going to run 40s and you're going to run that big lift on it, you know, then yeah, I think it's worth going the the long arm route because you're gonna you're gonna get a way better driving experience out of it. Is it going to change the driving experience night and day? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You know, really, I think that goes kind of you can't just answer that question, right? Like we gotta know some more information. What kind of rights, what kind of suspension do you currently have in it? Well, if you're running a rough country, you know, a, a four and a half inch lift with rough country shocks, if you think you're just gonna throw a long arm kit in it and you're gonna turn the world upside down on yourself and it's gonna ride the best that's ever ridden, well, you're probably right. It is gonna ride the best that's ever ridden. It's not the <laughs> best it could ever ride. so. You know, take into consideration that it it is a little bit more, there are a little few more factors involved, like spring selection and shock selection. That's an important thing. A guy that's, you know, puts that same long arm kit in, but running a four and a half inch rough country spring with a four and a half inch rough country shock is not going to ride as good, obviously as a guy that's probably running a coilover with a triple bypass shock or just a coilover that's really well valved and put together right you know spring rates are correct on it and everything or a a good synergy evo rock crawler metal cloak some you know a spring that's a good quality spring that rides really well that's you know that's proven coupled with a shock that's that's a super good shock obviously that setup is going to ride a lot better and you are probably actually going to notice the difference a lot more uh, with that setup, than if you just kept your whatever the dealership put on when you bought it, you know, one of those real budget uh, type. Again, you don't want to knock those guys. There's a time and place mm-hmm. for everything, room for everyone. Don't think that, man, I, I spent $7,000 on putting this longer, I'm getting it, and it still doesn't ride good. Well, your builder should have talked to you about that. Don't think that you're going to ignore everything he says when he tells you to change those things out and it still ride good. So there's some factors. Such a to- term,
1: right? I mean, ride good. So that's the thing that always like I love the way rooster rode on and off the highway, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people would get in it with me and expect it to ride like a Raptor did a brand new factory Raptor with, you know, all those coil overs and everything. They have this impression that it's going to be spongy and soft. And that thing was set up for going fast. So it rode really, really well on really shitty roads going really, really fast. Yeah. And it might've been a little firm to everybody else's, you know, pallet on pavement, but I also love the fact that it was like on rails when I go around corners, there was no body roll. So you just kind of get, it's your flavor, what you're willing to put up with, you know, um, it's a good builder,
0: good builder. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The beard did good. The beard. Oh wait, that was you. Yeah. My beard, <laughs> my beard, not, not that, that was your,
1: your two weeks of hell.
0: Oh man. I think the biggest thing that holds people back from going longer in kids cost six to seven thousand dollars. You know, don't think that every long arm kit costs that much. I think you can do the terraflex.
2: They make some bolt on kits that are That's cheaper, what I'm saying. Too.
0: I think the terraflex bolt on kit is 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 one that people could probably do and um get away with and they're, you know, doing it with their buddies and stuff and it probably save a lot of money on labor. But it's probably not gonna function as cleanly off road rock crawling and stuff like i said is, is you really just it, and and just because i say the evo high clearance kit is my favorite and i think it's the best one that does not necessarily mean that that applies to everybody out there so
2: well i mean it is the best one for clearance it
0: is the best one for clearance in so, my opinion hey but some people don't need clearance so yeah yeah I mean, why would you right. rock crawling? Well, maybe they're gear. not rock crawling. Maybe yeah. they're just daily driving the thing. They want it yeah, to sit true. up tall. I guess so. So, yeah, what, well, Tony? They're, just,
1: they're overlanding and trail. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's uh, you know, kind of the build I'm doing with the Mojave is not rock crawling, and so it's a whole different. It's a deviation for me.
0: And there's people that just strictly mall crawl. I think they just build it. They want it to look really good and want it to ride really well as a daily driver. And, you know, I get that thing. A lot of, I get a lot of guys that are like, Hey man, I'm building this thing, but if my wife takes it to go get to the grocery store or whatever, I don't want her to hate it also. So you got that, you know, every now and then when your wife's riding, you know, or significant other, whatever is riding with you, you don't want them complaining about the ride. Cause you know, it's never, I think we've all been there where our wife's sitting in the passenger seat bitching about how much money we spent. You spend that much on this thing and it rides like this. Or whatever, you know. Like you didn't We're even like, get amazing. you didn't get seat warmers? Oh yeah, that one was hard. That was hard. That was hard. Yeah. Because that wasn't wrong. It wasn't right. Ro- she wasn't wrong.
1: Wasn't wrong. <laughs> Definitely.
2: Yeah. What right that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, right the whole <laughs> What do Probably our wives one. hate about Yeah our builds I, mine's always didn't. the the roll bar thing across the dash she can't see over Get it her too short. Seat. yeah that's always mine. but mine's good though I like if we
0: them. put spacers underneath the seat and picked it up if she would even notice
2: uh well yeah because then she'd be able to see that's I don't what, know, what i'm we, saying we like, test it with a roller yeah he, he can't see over it either well but dunk dunk dude yeah so I do have a question as far as rock crawling and long arms go because I've heard this from somebody. They say that when you're when you're coming up to a rock, say like an undercut, okay, with a short arm, it wants to push under it whereas a long arm would want to push more at it because of the geometry of the control arm. Would that be something that's true or am I hearing something that doesn't make any I sense? I could see at
0: all? the logic. I just yeah, don't true. know.
2: I just watch a lot of YouTube videos on this stuff. You, you do know, watch a lot of YouTube that's videos. Of them. Yeah. What I
0: pay him to do, yeah. I think. <laughs> it's what it, I mean. That's what I see, anyways.
1: So, yeah. so I can see what
2: they're saying.
0: Yeah, they I can see to the logic. It's this way.
2: Yeah, like it of, wants to push it back instead of pushing towards, like at it.
1: But that's the momentum center. I mean, that's what. Yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. And that graphic we have kind of shows it.
0: But I don't think it would matter anyways. It depends on the undercut whether or not that's going to help you. I mean, it's right. I don't know if it's going to help, but yeah.
2: I just think it puts less stress on components. That's all.
0: That's like you trying to crawl underneath your bed to get something, Ryan. Imagine that. Well, we'd have to lift the bed. That's for sure. Well, there you
1: go. (laughs) You know, he's got to have long arms on his bed. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, or you just say i'm i'm bypassing this yes. scenario altogether to uh, hire a professional yep there you go <laughs> move my bed up feels good to be back in here talking man I, I lost my voice last week so that's why there was no podcast last week yeah, yeah it was... we're out of sync
1: what's going on in the shop
0: oh man hemi hell hemi yeah. hell yeah we got like I'm... four hemi builds in here right now that you know for whatever reason they're just not leaving it's absolutely nothing to do with us it's the rest of the world I'm just yeah. i posted waiting that and uh, wait, waiting and waiting's longer did you see the the post i put on facebook yesterday it's the first time i ever heard this one It was like what they told us was oh that part uh you know i was like hey where's this part at that we ordered in december oh man that thing's been in qc it's actually shipping today like ironically and what that actually translates into is oh shit man we forgot about your order uh we'll go ahead and box that up and get it shipped out today is actually what i think that translates to
2: so what are the chances from now from december to now that we from the day you sent the po perfect day you
0: called on the day it was getting put in a box and shipped? by god what are the what are the odds that that happened qc just dropped it off on my desk right here they are done with it those fucking rock stars (laughs) killed it took them Three months to QC that bitch, but they got it done. Built it in four hours. It's been in QC for
2: months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We don't mess around. They got it in there in a big slab of granite with dial calipers and we don't mess around. Yeah, they ain't messing around, man. It was that that break right that break in the metal was off by three thousandths. We sent it back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean that's what's been going on. It's just. I, you know, I'm prepping a Hemi the other day for an install and I, I go to take a simple plug out of the water pump and I, it comes out, but it pulls all the alum, aluminum threads out with it. And I'm just like, of, of course it did because it was, <laughs> it was a Saturday morning. I come up yeah. to the shop. I'm like, it's all, you know, quiet. I got a little bit of tunage going on. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna have a good day, man. Cause I enjoy doing that stuff. I enjoy Dressing up the engine getting ready for the install that's coming up this week. And there it is. The precedent for my day has been set. <laughs> it
2: was literally <laughs> the first thing he did. It was tell literally
0: me. the first thing. I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess we'll start off with another a brand new another brand new water pump for this brand new crate engine. So uh, and it was all they they glued the freaking thing in into the water pump instead of just putting some Teflon tape on it. So um but yeah it's it's stuff like that man just i could tell you stories all day long about how we just can't seem to get these things to the customer so it's been a humbling experience i guess you could say like we did really good for a long time and just building really really nice stuff and being able to do it in a a reasonable amount of time and without any hang-ups and now we're we're looking at the real face of the last couple of years i think is starting and finally catching up to you it's that uh quality control like qc we joked about that but that's a real thing like everything as it, i think a lot of problems that we've been facing in, in the industry has been qc more than anything it's just a lack of quality control man you know gear install kits being packaged with the wrong parts hardware missing components missing from stuff it's not it's not the oh shit, we don't have those parts although we will get that excuse. It's like, Oh, well, those parts were here when we did that. Well, now we have them, we'll ship them out. That's another the, the miraculous timing of phone calls is, well, those parts were here, but they're here today. And we're shipping them out. Like, it's a good thing you called today. Yeah. Fortuitous phone calls, People right, not checking a checklist before they
2: stick it in the box, I, I think is
0: or not knowing what they're even they're yeah. just like, Oh, I better check this box instead of telling my boss that we don't have it again yeah you know, they, they would rather do that than,
1: than I like how Dave from synergy puts the, the inspector's names on the label so yeah
0: so you know something who to blame
1: to, whose names on the who was yeah. this package and inspected by
0: <laughs> well it doesn't it's not for the customer man it's a psychological thing to the guy putting the parts in the box it's mm-hmm. like well if he knows that he can get called back out on this then he should in his mind be thinking I better do a good job because they know who did it and they can tell my boss who did it. Yeah. And so what you do hard. is guy, if you're the guy doing that, you go steal the other fuckers stickers and hide them in the yeah. box.
1: <laughs> Exodus move right
0: there. Then, uh, well, I really half-assed that one. Let me borrow one of your stickers. That son of a bitch ate my cheesecake I had in the fridge and I went in there for yeah, lunch. It yeah. was gone. I know that fucker did it. I'm taking his QC stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it digitally leaving parts out robert did this one <laughs> just waiting for the Get one to come in
2: it. like that with that Biden sticker that i did that,
0: for, yeah. <laughs> they should QC that yeah, yeah they should do qc stickers and then the guy can write his name underneath them yeah. <laughs> i did that
2: <sighs> but yes that's been a big issue as of late yeah it's very much a hemi hill out there right now such
0: a bummer yeah it's not just the Hemis. It's it's it can you know we may have the Hemis, everything goes smooth on it, but then some other part is missing. It's not. It's just those are big builds. Uh, and there's four of them in here right now, missing one little thing. It's all it takes. They all three ninety twos. You got any Hellcats? Or what are you what are you doing? No, they're all six four Hemis. Yeah, all of them. They're all
2: missing one thing, and all of them
0: are different. Yeah, it's not even the same part
2: different one thing
0: on all of them yeah so hopefully that 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 straightens up soon and then of course you know project bronco um mm. i don't know what we call that thing but you called it war pony i like it. that you like war pony call war pony you had war pig war pony it makes sense i like it yeah um so that little project is 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 off getting its its outside help i don't want to lay it on too much right now but i think by the time people hear this one people will have seen it but i hope (laughs) i wait uh but yeah it's off it's off getting some some nice touches to it and then we'll come back here and we'll do what we always do before we drive to utah in an off-road vehicle and that's wait until the last minute to put everything together on it and then road test it on the way there yeah Yeah, on the way there That sounds familiar. For those that don't know, that's how every trip to Utah has been for me. It's been an unfinished, I would say finished enough project to go.
2: For Tony, it was Baja, right? That was yours? Yeah, yeah, but but his
0: was done. Like, it was (laughs) actually done when we left. Yeah. Hadn't been tested. That was our test drive. That was the road test, though. You want to talk about an anxiety trip? How the further away you get from home, usually the anxiety will come up. This one, the anxiety was going down. So, the further I got from Texas, without a phone call from the guy behind me, <laughs> the better off my trip got. So I was just trying to keep up. How? Could you would not have kept up. You had the same <laughs> package. I was like, shouldn't I be breaking this thing in? <laughs> you were breaking. It. Keyword breaking. <laughs>
1: breaking. We focused on breaking little lack on the win.
0: Hey, if I want to break something, I want it to be on this side of the border, not the other side. Yeah, that's not shit. Push it. But yeah, we got parts coming in that in, that have not. I don't think anybody's seen. I mean, they could see them on somebody's website, but I don't think they've been in the wild yet. So those are on their way here. That'll be kind of fun. There's going to be some parts people see on the Bronco, on our Bronco, that don't even exist. I've made a part that we'll we'll have on there is some stuff is cool stuff. Really cool build uh that people are going to see when we actually get to Moab. Like we're not going to post any social media content on that Bronco until we get there. So, and then we come back from that, we got a really slick TJ that we've been building for years that will finally be um nearing its sunset, I hope. Here. I wait for the girl. Yeah. And then uh, the Jeep JK, formerly known as War Pig, maybe Guinea Pig, I don't know. We'll be getting a a a facelift for the rest of the year, or I think we'll be moving in the shop. So if anybody's wondering how the shop, the new shop's going, that's that's fun. Uh, The new shop is actually, I bet they're putting the roof on today. So I know I went by yesterday. All the walls were on, and you know it's not done done. Uh, I think we'll be moving in in May. I hope. But that's going to be one of those deals where, like, I call a guy up and we're like, "Why is the shop ready? Is it done? Can we start? You know, what can we start doing?" And they'll probably tell me that they're waiting on one thing—a doorknob. A doorknob. Yeah, well, we can't can't move in. <laughs> can't so, close the place. We gotta wait on. It'll that be doorknob. something stupid like the door. <laughs> it will be something stupid like the front door. But it looks great. I'm excited. Excited and nervous. You know, we gotta we got to uproot this entire operation and move it miles away
1: that's going to be dicey too cuz you got to move projects in progress i guess
0: well yeah there's going to be some there'll be some transition work there we'll, we'll act, we're any project that we start here uh will not be finished there it'll be finished here except for the tj i think that one's going to probably make its move over there your longest employee Again, yeah uh, that'll, be really, that'll be the third shop it has been it'll be the third shop that it's 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 been in it'd be nice if it was done by me but i i mean this is one that when we've had i've put so much into this project that i'm not gonna rush it out the door obviously i've been saying that for a while you know when you're at the goal line man you just you know make sure you use your downs correctly running in -in may not be the, the the wise way on this one
2: i'm excited about being at the new shop but not excited about moving everything to the new shop
0: it'll happen yeah. you keep saying that and i don't I care no i'm not pumped about it yeah. that. that's a We're lot of
1: moving we'll be on an off-road trip while you move in the shop right
0: yeah I, that's the way i planned it <sighs> yeah yeah i've got a tenanted off-road uh, adventure plans so as soon as they tell me when we can move in i'm leaving
2: <laughs> <laughs> just waiting on hearing that date huh? yeah you're mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm. gonna, gonna off-road to Embassy Suites and hide <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think we've answered some questions people want. I think a lot of people want me to tell them more about like which long arm kit to get. And I just can't, you can't do that realistically. It really every, like I've always said, the reason there's so many available is because there's so many ways to do it. There's so many different ways to build your vehicle, your you know your off-road vehicle that you need to pick which one is best suited for what you're going to be doing. Just because I like something and I think that's the best one. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's gospel. Right, Tony. Are you? How many kits are you familiar with out there that you could that you could recommend to somebody in this podcast? Yeah, long, long
1: arm, Evo. That's the only one I've ever ran. But mm-hmm. I ran Curry short arm. I ran uh, Clayton. Mm-hmm. I Clayton makes only... a great
0: kit. Um yeah. Clayton makes a well, lot of good things. There the radius
1: long-arm. arms that they use on their long arm kit.
0: Well, anybody that uses a radius arm kit. I'm not. I'm not super. But there's a time and place for it. You know, there's, there's, there's guys out there that need a radius arm kit for whatever reason, they may have some clearancing issues about whatever engine, you know, they did a conversion of some sort, you know, maybe the exhaust is in the way and then a radius arm kit is going to be more favorable to them because then they only have to worry about mounting the lower control arms on the frame and the upper control arms won't be in the way. So
1: I said, I'll be damned. Somebody yeah. finally.
0: Well, that doesn't mean that's the reason there's some binding issues that come into play with radius arm kits. For what I can tell the most reason why a lot of people avoid them, but yeah, but I think Clayton makes an excellent kit. I like their stuff. It's good stuff. And they make a, they make a lot of, I would say a universally adaptable long arm kits where it's like, here's the brackets, you weld them in, you figure out where you need them, put them, weld them in, done it. And it works may not be the prettiest kit, but man, they make good, strong stuff. And then the bolt-on world, that's more of a welding kit also. So I think I think when it comes to bolt-on stuff, I think rock crawler, terraflex, they make some good bolt-in parts, but maybe not rock crawler. I think there's still some some welding that's involved in there. Terraflex definitely makes a bolting kit. So and Synergy, I think Synergy makes a bolt-in long arm kit as well. Really, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done it. But I think I went ahead and welded it in just just for the hell of it. Yeah, I didn't give Synergy enough recognition in this topic. They make a good long arm kit. I like their control arms a lot. I think out of everyone's control arms, I like theirs the best. Quality-wise, I like the Synergy product. I think the best. I think it looks the best. I think it, and they have good parts, really good parts and designed really well. So, but.
1: Like the track bars and drag links and tie rods. It's good stuff. eh?
0: Let's wrap this up. I'm hungry. I wanna go to lunch. I hear FedEx backing up, which means good things. Good things are getting some tires. Oh yeah. For your sake yeah. or I'm putting you on that wheel. Oh my God. All right, Tony, let's get the hell out of here. Guys, listen, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've been watching this podcast and you like it, share it with people. Tell them these idiots are entertaining. We got good feedback from you guys about you know what to what to talk about, and we're we're doing that. If there's something out there that you want us to talk about, let us know. If it seems like that's what a lot of people want to talk about, then yeah, sure, we'll talk about it. But yeah, let's get out of here. I'm hungry. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time on the Parts Room.